most people have been working in scrum teams for many, many years now. So they know the drill of working in an agile environment. But it's the management layer that now also needs to make that switch. They need to find their best way to uh, proceed. Instead of having less control, I argue you have more control on uh, where you want to go. But it's in a different way. It's about the outcome, the impact, and not about the output. That mind switch yeah. is one of the most important things for the leaders to understand. Traditional managers, yes, they will tell you, do this, do that, and now and now go to work on that and that and that. That's mm -hmm. not how you can uh, can do that in an agile or in a complex environment. Then you have to find other ways. And then you have to foster the environment as a leader. You have to set goals, find a way to cross the river, for instance. Then the team is going to, uh, to find the best way to achieve that goal. A leader should foster the team to help them to be effective. And if there are any blockers, a leader should help, should help remove the blockers, just like a scrum master should do. So in my view, it's it's almost one-on-one -on -one what a scrum true. master does and even a leader higher up in the organization should do. Scrum master is a leadership role. If you look at what a scrum master wants to achieve, it's foster the team to grow and to be more and more effective. Uh, of course, using scrum, but it's very important to help the team to grow to, to create uh, the highest value possible. And that's what a true leader also wants to do. Hi, I'm Maria, and this is the Agile State of Mind. Welcome, and welcome to the Serious Scrum Community interview series, where I interview my colleagues from Serious Scrum Community, and we talk everything Scrum and Agile, and also some personal stuff and personal experiences. Today, I have with me one of the most prolific writers of the community and also the founder of Serious Scrum, Willem Young Achening. <laughs> Did I say it correctly? You said it correctly. Good afternoon, uh, Maria. I'm really happy to be here. Happy to have you. I'm very thrilled because as I just talked to you, I am collaborating in and out with the Serious Scrum and I never met uh, anyone really, not to say in person, but even on Zoom. So this is also my chance to meet the colleagues I have been collaborating with. Willem Young, so you are a senior agile coach in Worldline, and we can see that in your background, and one of the founders of Senior Scrum Community. And I would like to, if you didn't mind explaining a bit first, what do you do on your day-to-day -day in the company? And then secondly, also, what is the Serious Scrum Community? Okay, well, first of all, I'm very happy to be here and to, to meet you uh, in person indeed. We are very uh, happy with the contributions that you have and we are always looking uh, fondly to your YouTube channel and, and the videos that you have yeah, right there. So Thank it's really great. <laughs> so yeah, my name is Willemian Ageling. I'm uh, working in the software industry, payment industry as well already for quite some years. And eight, eight years ago, I decided to... Uh, moved towards Global Collect, as it was called uh, back then. I was hired as a project manager because uh, Global okay. Collect was working in a traditional way to deliver their uh, products and their projects. And uh, Some yeah, I was the one- Companies still do that today, right? So... Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. It's unbelievable. And <laughs> it, it, it was qu quite strange uh, that it was this way because already a couple of years before, they had an agile transformation and they even had uh, Jeff Sutherland as one of the people helping them to understand Scrum. Nice. So, uh, I think in, in, in Holland or in, Nether in the Netherlands, you are guys in the avant-garde of the world, I would say, when it comes to agile, right? 
It's so let's very... put it like this. I have many people that I recognize uh, from the Agile community that are indeed uh, Dutch. That's, that's yeah, indeed it. what I see. Yeah. yeah. But the same with Finnish people and Swedish people. I also think there are quite many of them. It must be something with the culture, right? I My theory is a bit that we have less um how do you say that hierarchies within within our uh, within yeah, our society it's it's it, it's uh, normal more normal for us to just go to someone and and, uh, and 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 tell what's on our minds and it doesn't matter who it is even the prime minister for instance the prime okay. minister would find it totally normal if someone would walk up to him and uh, tell him uh, that he is not happy with with uh, um, how the prime minister is doing his business that's wow. that's that he finds very normal but okay that's, that's not for everyone of course not everyone likes criticism but he is also i think it's a bit part of our culture it must be and it must be also part with the status you know there are cultures that it really matters your status so yeah, you want to yeah. be a boss because then you are seen as somebody important and people recognize that right so i think yeah. it must go i, I guess that it's way. less the case within the netherlands but uh, i'm not mm. going to say people don't want to have th these kind of careers of course but the way they uh, communicate with each other is different within the company mm. interesting okay nice so you started as a like we all did probably as a project management. Yeah, that was my my start too, and then something changed. Yeah, so like I said, uh, they they started using agile, but then uh, a new owner of the company came and said, "No, we're going to stop that. We're going back to traditional way of working." Mm. But um, it didn't work. All these silo teams uh, that uh, that were all uh, pushed by other project managers. Uh, of course, I was not that kind, but. All the other ones were, and they basically didn't get their work done. It was impossible because they got pushed around and uh, mm -hmm. uh, from one priority to another. So uh, in the end, luckily we had someone uh, somewhat higher up in the organization. And by the way, we again had uh, changed owners who said, no, we really have to embrace Agile. And this time I think we did it really properly and we are still reaping the benefits of it. And um, yeah, I was also given the opportunity to follow a, a Scrum Master training. And then something clicked with me. Uh, so all the years as a project manager, um, constantly finding it super idiotic that I had to defend myself for things that changed. I right. thought it's logical. We have new ideas, so we have to uh, simply change the plans. And that was always a hassle. And now um, I heard about Scrum. And it was totally normal to change your uh, scope. It was expected even. So mm -hmm. from that moment on, I was a believer in, in the agile way of working and mainly Scrum, of course. I started to uh, read more about it and uh, online, uh, try to, to find everything I could. And then at a certain point, I thought, well, what I read here doesn't make any sense. What they talk about, uh, tell about Scrum in these articles, it's not true. So uh, I, I started to write uh, something about it myself. And uh, yeah, um, so I got the hang the of it. And uh, at this, uh, after a couple of months already, uh, I, I met Stuart online. He did the same. And then we said, well, we do uh, Stuart Nijland. Eh? So we are doing the same thing, basically. Let's let's start a community called uh, Serious Scrum. So that's how the ball got, got rolling five years ago. Five years ago already. So that was uh, how Serious Scrum started. Uh, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I 
switched careers from uh, project manager to Scrum Master. I uh, coached uh, one, two, sometimes three teams. At a certain point, we got the opportunity, three of us, to become full-time Scrum Masters, but we had to call ourselves Agile Coaches, so we did. And uh, yeah, that, that grew and grew and grew. And um, now I'm still Agile Coach, but then not focusing that much anymore on individual teams, but I really try to help leadership to find their way in, in a complex environment. Okay. So that's a okay. bit about me and how I grew in, in the role. Great. Thank you for that. So yeah, there are a few topics interesting for me here. And one is if we could say a little bit more maybe about the Scrum, serious Scrum community, what is the community intending to do? It's one of the communities that I think that I know about that has a very vibrant Slack channel where people really share their experiences. And you can, as a person that just starts or wants to improve as a Scrum Master, you can get a lot of ideas, advice, help, mentorship from the other uh, community members. And I found that very impressive. And like, I really, I'm really grateful for that because when I started writing my articles, because whenever I did, I do videos, I also write an article. Yep. And I remember I got a lot of like different perspectives, also help with sometimes even the style of English. English is not our native language, but we all communicate in English, right? So yep. if you could uh, talk a little bit more how that works. I will link in the description below all the how people can find Serious Scrum. That's super. Thank you very much. So, well... Um... We found a lot of nonsense about Scrum mm -hmm. online. Ridiculous ideas about uh, waterfall versions of, of Scrum or uh, uh, misconceptions of the, of the Scrum Master. Basically, anything you can imagine about Scrum, people were able to twist around. Okay, so all that's the anti patterns were there. All, yeah, it was really unbelievable what you, what you could and can find. And there was not that much counterbalance to it. Of course, you could go to Scrum.org and to uh, Scrum Alliance and you could find stuff there. But uh, yeah, we wanted to give people the opportunity to uh, break, bring some sense to the nonsense that you could find. So yeah, we called it the uh, tsunami of sense. So we would, allow, we would want to allow people that wanted to write about Scrum to write proper articles and uh, publish them under, under serious Scrum to also brand them giving you them, them a, a sense of, of uh, yeah, that, that, that this is correct. This information mm. is, is sensible and it's, it make, it's making sense. And we also wanted to be independent. So independent from uh, companies like Scrum.org or uh, Scrum Alliance, uh, who, yeah, of course, they also want to sell Scrum. And yeah. we see ourselves as uh, practitioners. M many of us like Scrum very much, but we also want to uh, allow people to have a critical eye to, uh, to also maybe point to two things that might not, not uh, make that much sense within the Scrum Guide and also be uh, applauded for the fact that they do that. So that was also uh, a thing that we wanted to do. And lastly, we wanted to bring uh, uh, a place where people could uh, yeah, discuss things about Scrum, ask questions. So that's where we had the... Uh, Slack channel, uh, also a place of uh, sensible Scrum, so to say. Mm -hmm. But that was our reason to be a community for everyone, where uh, where you uh, don't have to pay uh, anything to to get a, a good information, or can read great articles, or can write articles, and also get uh, get some help with with uh, 
with getting a certain quality in the articles. That's what we found very important, and that has been our mission ever since. That's great, and especially the fact because people can just join, right? They can still join, yeah. and the community is growing yeah. all the time. Yeah, I think that's one that's like so amazing. First of all, that you could be able to do it, and people just join. It's not paid, so nobody's getting. It's like volunteers, right? And people get. They just bring what they can, and they take also what what there is to offer so this is for me it's awesome it's like very agile style of community i really like the way for example the it's like having the prs like pull requests for the articles yeah. right that you yeah. need to get approval from like approval yeah somebody needs to review and give you an yeah. approval like in a pull request for the developers to get your article there and i think it's just so great that everybody just obeys by the rules and the rules are created together and uh, sometimes at work i find that we have less community than on the serious scrum slack you know yeah yeah well we found it important that the qualities are uh, the articles are of uh, some quality and of course if someone is writing uh many articles and has a lot of experience doing so. For instance, Martin Dalmain, uh, uh, of course, the, we are going to read these articles in a different way than for someone who is new. Because the person that is new, uh, either with Scrum or with writing articles, we want to help that person as well to, to grow, to, to, uh, to learn from writing and then uh, maybe take the next step in, in the quality writing. That's also how we started. So we also want to give that opportunity to people who are also new. Uh, to to uh, the world of writing and Scrum, we we get something back from that because uh, first of all, uh, all these combined articles only add to our credibility mm -hmm. that we are indeed are that independent uh, community where uh, Scrum practitioners can find many things that make sense about Scrum, and and also um, we also uh, learn we learn from what we uh, read we learn from. Uh, from helping people to to uh, create these articles, so it's also a learning experience for us. So that's also how we see it. That's great. So yeah, so it's not only about Scrum and Agile; it's also about writing skills and being able to do something. You know, to even change your career if, in case somebody wants to do that. Right? It's it's a lot more than just Scrum in the end. Yeah, if you look at it, um, um, yeah. I know from Marta Dalmain that he uh, was able to uh, find a different uh, a dif different career path because of his writing about and his uh, he has many many followers of course and that helps him to uh, to find other ways to uh, to do something with his passion and the same with uh, Stuart Nyland. Okay. He wrote many articles about um, uh, what is Scrum all about and really deep diving into the Scrum guide and he is now uh, building. Um, a road to mastery mm -hmm. and it's also a training program where people can uh, go on a journey to really get the nitty-gritty details of what it means to be a scrum master so it's right. it's far more than only that that uh, psm1 paper yeah, yeah. So, yeah indeed uh, you see uh, you see really that that people have an opportunity to uh, to uh, grow their careers also by uh, helping out in this community so that's also what brings uh, what it brings us it also brought something for me because i'm also super happy with with the uh, audience that i have with my articles of course i'm really grateful for that 
Yeah, I saw that you have more than 10,000 followers on Medium already. And where can we find you now? Where can we find the artists? Yeah. Because just to tell everyone, your articles are very, you are very prolific writer. You write a lot. And that's something I always admire. I am like, where do you get your inspiration? Yeah. And you also have very different articles, right? You can get like to the very like philosophical almost sometimes about Scrum and Agile, sometimes about you analyze very well something that people feel it's not even written in Scrum Guide and then you will find that it is. And it, it's and they are really also helping from like day-to-day -day practitioner that works with teams and you share also your experience. It's a wide range of topics indeed, yeah. And it's also... Uh... Uh, beyond Scrum these days. Yeah, it's it's everything that I uh, learn uh, on a daily basis in, in the company, for instance. Uh, mm -hmm. Often I, I come across uh, situations that I think, well, these are interesting to, to write about. Things that I learned, things that I'm frustrated about. Also, mm -hmm. it helps me to get it out, out, of, my, out of my system. And also, uh, yeah, uh, things that I learn while communicating on LinkedIn or uh, things like that. And I have been using Medium for that a lot. I, mm -hmm. I used to be very happy with Medium because it helps me grow my uh, audience. But the last couple of months or last year, I noticed that while my, I get more and more um, people following me, somehow my articles don't reach the uh, the uh, followers. So okay. I have extreme examples. Uh, so you said I have 10,000 uh, 10, mm -hmm. followers on Medium. I, I have, sometimes have articles that are only read by 100. Really? And I really wow. think, well, how can that be? How can there be such a divide between these many followers and only 100 people reading my article? So then I started to look around and, uh, well, it, again, Maarten Dalmijn uh, hinted me at uh, maybe looking at Substack. Mm -hmm. And this is what I did. So only uh, a month ago, I opened a, a publication there and it grew to 1,000 now, a bit more than 1,000. And what yeah. happens there is, yeah. And what happens there is that um, you immediately email your uh, followers, your subscribers. So the same mm -hmm. article that only got 100 uh, views in Medium, with at that point 800 followers, I got a uh, thousand people reading my article there. Wow, so that's, that's such a big difference. Me, yeah, that's mm -hmm. for me uh, an obvious uh, difference and also an obvious reason why I think at this moment Substack is, uh, is it's more logical to go there than... Uh, continue mm -hmm. with medium having said that i will still i still have my followers on medium so everything i post on sub no not everything every weekly article i post on uh, substack i will also post on medium but i will mm -hmm. not uh, use that link of medium anymore in uh, when i uh, spread spread it on the linkedin or other mm -hmm. platforms that will be my substack uh, account okay. instead well i also started in substack just because i thought well if all those people my colleagues from Serious Scrum are moving over. Why don't I move over? Uh, so yeah, I, I think I have one article, but I also saw that people start uh, subscribing. I don't know out of where they come, but I think they have much better algorithm, definitely. Yeah, but what helps there is that you get recommendations from other uh, publications, for instance, yeah, from Pavel Hurin or from, uh, from Martin or from, from others who already have a following. 
mm. then those people think, okay, if Pavel or Martin says, well, you have to go check out Maria, all of a sudden you have 100 uh, subscribers uh, out of nowhere. That that happens at Substack. All right, yeah. So, so I will I will link also your uh, how to get to you, and so people can subscribe on Substack. So now Serious Scrum moved over to Substack. We can say. Well, Serious Scrum is still uh, also a medium, but uh, we apart from that we also started a publication on the Substack because if writers from Serious Scrum uh, publish there. We are able to cross-post their articles, okay. so we, we can uh, help them reach even more uh, people. So that's the whole idea. So we we are not on Substack alone. We are also still on Medium because uh, yeah, Medium remains remains a big platform. Perhaps they are going to change their ways and maybe they are going to improve. That's also, I think, a very good topic to for people who are Scrum Masters or Agile coaches, because as we spoke a little bit before we went on the record, it's sometimes very confusing for Scrum Masters what will be their career path, right? We start yeah. and we learn and it's very, like, we, we are happy. It's rewarding at the beginning. We are learning new things. We, we see that we help teams that struggle and it's... It's not only because the end in the end is not agile. The end is that people are happier working. They deliver better results, the yeah. more value, right? Because we, today the idea was that we talk about the agile leadership and also, yeah. and I thought, well, it's also about the career in the end of the likes of us. What do we do? Because I, I know a lot of people who tell me, you know what, I am now a Scrum Master for so many years and I see all those developers getting to be leaders, engineering managers yeah, or yeah. some other leaders. There's a career path. They know what they that if they get better, they will get to be more important in the company, have more um, impact and also get more money. And what about us? Where is the career path? Yeah. So one of the things I think is great that you, if you start writing, you can also change a bit your trajectory and how it was for you. Because since you have been working for so many years for the company that evolved and changed, how do you see that we can help ourselves? Maybe that's the question. Yes. Well, isn't it interesting that if, if engineers are very good at their job, that they often get promoted to a manager role or a leadership role? What is, what is leadership about being a good engineer? Of, yeah, maybe uh, helping your uh, other engineers uh, to improve, but uh, mm -hmm. there's more leadership within the Scrum Master. Scrum Master is a leadership role. If there's one person who can practice and, and get better at leadership while being uh, in that position, it's the Scrum Master, I would say. Sometimes there is even like a trap for engineers. You have to become a manager or you stay forever as a developer because there's no path yeah. for the, now I think companies change and they put this individual contributor path and yes. the leadership path. So you have a choice yeah. and you might not be a leader. You don't want to lead people. You don't want to go to all those meetings. You want to code, right? So that's also something that is being changed. But that's true that Scrum Master is like a leader from the So beginning. they should be in that leadership path, in my view. Mm -hmm. They are the mm. better equipped uh, if they do well as a scrum master, they are better equipped to go into that uh, growth path than uh, a, That's de true. a developer I, I, who really likes to do that and wants to be technically skilled yeah. even better. That's true. And you know, that, that reminds me about, I sometimes talk to some developers and when they became, started to be leaders and they 
tell me things about their work. Oh, you know, this meeting. Oh, you know, this person. And I'm thinking, you know, I was so passionate, like talking the same things when I started as a scrum master, because I yeah. had all those meetings dealing with all these people and that all that things that they share with me after like six years of trying to get to a leadership role, I was doing as a junior scrum master, you can say. And yeah. then I was like, wow, I was struck like, ah, so that's the same job in the end. In my view, it is. If you look at what a scrum master wants to achieve, it's, it's foster the, the team to, to, uh, to grow and to be more and more effective, uh, of course, using scrum, but it's very important to help the team to grow, to, to create uh, the highest value possible. And that's what a true leader also wants to do to foster the environment, especially an agile leader. Traditional managers, yes, they will tell you, do this, do that, and now and now go to, to work on that and that and that. That's mm -hmm. not how you can uh, can do that in an agile or in a complex environment. Then you have to find other ways. And like, for instance, uh, agile scrum. And then you have to foster the environment as a leader. You have to set goals. Uh, we want to cross the bridge, for instance, find a way to cross the river. Then the team is going to uh, to find the best way to achieve that goal. A leader should foster the team to help them to be effective. And if there are any blockers, a leader should help, should help remove the blockers, just like a scrum master should do. So in my view, it's it's almost one-on-one -on -one what a scrum true. master does and even a leader higher up in the organization should do. So I have two questions here. So first one is people stay in this mindset that if you want to be an engineering leader, you need to know about engineering. You need to know about, if you want to be a product leader, you need to know about product. And they are like, you have, you know nothing. You can't be a leader. We don't, have, it's like, I feel sometimes there's this kind of wall that if you are not a technical person in, you know, we work in software companies in the end, then it's very hard to get to that point how do you see this this argument of you you haven't been a developer you don't know of course there are uh, there are many uh, scrum masters that don't, don't have a technical background or have no product background but yeah. i also know many uh, uh, scrum masters that do have that regardless if i look at what i did the uh, i i do have a technical background um, long long ago I, I won't tell how long ago no in the 90s i was a programmer Okay. And at a certain point, I grew to be a project manager, but I, I wasn't a programmer or a analyst or any technical. Uh, I didn't have a technical role for 20 years or even more. I haven't had that for 20 years. So you can't say that I have a technical mm -hmm. background anymore. That doesn't make any sense. And if I look at how I need to help the, the people in the team and also the, the leaders that, that need to foster their, uh, their teams and also the, the managers of those managers and the managers of those managers, we are not talking about technical things. We are talking about what do we want to achieve with the company mm -hmm. and how can we best do this? What is the best way for us to, to uh, work in this complex world, in this FUCA world? How can we resolve these issues? And that's exactly what you uh, also do as a Scrum Master. Find the best ways to, uh, forward together with your team to uh, uh, create experiments. And that's, that's also what you need to do at a higher level. So I don't see, okay. of course, it, it makes sense to, to understand what, the, what, the, what kind of business uh, you are working in to also have a, a, a broad idea of, mm -hmm. okay, these, these are the processes. And uh, I'm sure that anyone who is working with a company for a couple of years has that. They will build okay. that. And that, of course, that is, that is required. You need to be able to, to understand what, what you are talking about. But you don't have to build uh, software. You also don't have to uh, 
build the best uh, products. You have uh, product people for that. Mm. And it's, yeah, very, it's really great to have product people for that. Um, but you also need people to, to help be effective in collaborating and to to uh, in, in finding better ways to create uh, to create a framework to work in so how would you say what's the difference between a manager that we understand traditionally and an agile leader because in for me the paradox here a bit is that we think about agile and we spoke about that when we talked about uh, the netherlands that we don't need so much hierarchy but then we talk about leaders. So yeah. we don't want so much hierarchy, but there are leaders. But then yeah. we are not the leaders that there used to be. How do you think about that? To, to put it very bluntly, a manager holds the, the hand of the, uh, of, of, the, of the people she or he is managing. So it's, and, and showing the way, uh, telling, well, we have to do this. We have to build that. Uh, really uh, telling what needs to be done, by when, and, and almost even how. That's, that's how we see a manager. And the, the agile leader is a person who says, uh, we want to achieve this and this and this. For instance, we want to uh, achieve that we uh, cross this river or that we that we uh, build build this product that is uh, 20% faster and mm -hmm. and 50% and, and, uh, cheaper, for instance. And then it leaves it to the team to find the best way to build that product and helps the team to, to, to create an environment where they can flourish. Because... A manager works best in, a, in, a, in an environment with, that is predictable, where you know, mm -hmm. if I do this, then uh, five years from now, that will happen. This is not the situation in, in, the, in the world that we live in. So I argue that virtually every company is working in a complex environment. You don't know what will happen uh, three months from now, let alone a year. There can yeah. be a, a new technology that is going to disrupt the complete market. I'm thinking chat uh, GPT, for instance. I was thinking about that already too, yeah. So, so if you, if you had something uh, uh, that, that is, that is uh, impacted by that, then you have to throw all your plans overboard because uh, there's a new way now. But if you say, well, we want to achieve something and a new technology can help, then in an agile way of working, you would immediately say, well, this is the new opportunity. Let's jump on that. And this is something that you should leave to the teams. Because if you leave it to the uh, to management, then it takes far too long to uh, to make these decisions. Then maybe something else comes along in a, in a year from now, and you are working on then already outdated technology. That's how yeah. fast it goes these days. Yeah. So an agile leader should really say, well, uh, I don't mind how you do it, as as long as you are doing in it, of course, in in the in the, the way right the direction. company wants you to do, but. Uh, I want you go to go in that direction. When I think about it, it's more like the management 1.0, right? When we had yeah. this boss that told you what to yeah. do. And that used to be, for example, very true for the car industry that you just had the same cars, like thousands, yeah. millions of the same car. So they are all the same. You know, you can predict. And now, yeah. even when you think about cars, that's not true anymore. Like, the industry is going so fast. You have Tesla, but then you have also others. You have the electric car and so on. It's just so full of technology that nothing is so mechanical anymore, right? And so Indeed. predictable. So, but I think it's very hard for people to let go of this control, Yes. right? And I spoke with Pavel Huren, who is a product manager, and he we were saying about that, that, People just need this control 
and and it's so hard to tell like yeah you will just tell me how to do it like i will not tell you i don't have any any power over how i only can tell you like where do we want to go it's it's a big big change in the mindset it is do you have any advice on when you work in a company with leadership people that think they are important they are important and then you need to help them change this mindset and like let go a bit of this control that they used to having because they feel secure but of course it creates a lot of problems in the future yeah well this is this is really well i have all kinds of thoughts on my mind but i wanted to start with acknowledging that in our company as well uh People see that we need to that they need to make a change that they need to find other ways to help their teams. But it's they always used to be the ones leading the team, telling the team this is the best way to go. Mm. And then, um, of course, it's difficult for teams to to make that switch. But uh, most people have been working in Scrum teams for many many years now, so they know the drill of working in an agile environment. But it's the management layer that that now also needs to make that switch. They need to find their best way to uh, proceed. And it's not about uh, letting go. It's about finding other ways to, to help the team to, to stay on track. So instead instead of saying, well, uh, by this date, you have to have finished these items, yeah. you might have a goal that says, by this date, we want to have achieved 10% growth in Finland, for instance. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, and this is why you have the, uh, the iterations, every iteration, every sprint, you're going to check, am I going in the right direction? Am I really going in the direction of having that 10% growth. So a leader that is uh, at the sprint review can have these discussions every iteration again. Okay, so what did this new product increment bring us closer to that goal that we have? So there's mm-hmm. plenty of control to be to be achieved to ensure that 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 you uh, that you do. It's not about how you get there, but that you show that you make progress to get there. And that's a uh... Interesting. You you recently wrote an article, Do You Waste Your Sprint Review, right? Yeah. And I think that's one of the, I, I totally agree, that's one of the most wasteful meetings that we waste and that could provide so much outcome and great outcome for leadership, right? Yes, as I see it, exactly. indeed. And I'm not what the only one said. because the, the creators of Scrum, they had it, always had this in mind that the sprint review is the moment that you're going to check how am I doing towards uh, achieving my goals by taking these baby steps? So yeah. instead of having less control, I, I argue you have more control mm-hmm. on uh, where you want to go. But it's in a different way. It's about the outcome, the impact, and not about the output. Of course, output is important, mm-hmm. but it needs to establish a certain outcome. Otherwise, it, uh, it makes no sense. That mind switch yeah. is one of the most important things for uh, leaders to understand. And they should focus way, on outcome and not on and- output. Yeah, you know, for me, especially recently, it's just all about outcomes versus outputs and like how bad are the outputs. And I'm like, I think people are like fed up with this. But when you say what you just said, like when you say you still have control, it's not about letting go of control. You still have control. You just need to switch your mindset to find it in a different way. Right. And then it's like, then you can talk about the outcome and then people are, they don't block like, oh, again, you will talk to me about this outcome. I don't care. I want control. I want to yeah. know what's going on. Hmm. I think the best way to do that is not by uh, insisting on you have to deliver this by then, 
because uh, suppose that you have a, a two-year project and everything is delivered according to plan. Uh, who is going to guarantee me that that we will have uh, the results that we wanted to have? That that the client indeed buys the products. Exactly. They they still because want. The world it. has changed. Exactly. Yeah, that's a very nice way to put and, it. Thank you. And for us, um, I'm with four different colleagues, so that's why I say us. We all do everything mm -hmm. together as a team. It's always important to to bring uh, forward the uh, Kinefin uh, uh, framework. With, mm -hmm. uh, you have a clear environment, you have complicated environments, complex environments, and chaotic environments. People think they are in a complicated environment where you can do an analysis, and based upon what you analyze, you can find the best answer and then plan towards your output. But that's that's not how it works. In if if things are complex and you don't know what will happen, you you have to take baby steps and and constantly experiment. Am I going into the right direction? I've done this exercise many many times with uh, I think now more than 200 leaders in the company, without exception, people understand. Wow. And if they understand that, then they also understand, okay, a traditional way is nice, but it won't help us further. We have to find different ways. Yeah, I, I really I, like the that framework. I think this is one of the most eye-opening things that help people understand why actually something needs to be done in a certain way, right? Because before yeah. you get to that, it's really hard for people to understand the why, like, but why can't you just tell me? Just tell me when, just tell me what will you have by what yeah. date and I will be happy. <laughs> and it's it's not about having uh, happy people in, in, uh, in, in uh, happy teams, uh, self-managing yeah. teams. That's, that's of course uh, important, but it's important because you need that. Otherwise you can't uh, have the creativity to find the best way forward. Our time is up and that was very interesting. Thank you so much for your insights. I think one of the biggest values of working with you and the serious Scrum community is that it's full of people who actually do work every day with Scrum and with Agile. And the knowledge is not just theoretical, like, oh, yeah, we just talk. Oh, should we call it a demo or a sprint review? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, great, great. I'm happy for you, but I have real problems, real people that yeah. I struggle with. And sometimes it's so hard to convey the message if you only talk about, and people just hate it when you start, like, what do I care if it's called this or that? That's why. Indeed, that's not the, I, that's not the issue. Exactly. There was a time that I, I had like big discussions on why it shouldn't be a demo. And now I'm like, if you want to call it demo, call it whatever. But let's write down what we expect from people, what's the expected outcome of the meeting. Call it whatever. We have yeah, a. But, but also discuss what you want to achieve in a, for the next sprint and maybe even after that next sprint. Exactly. And call it what you want. Exactly. It's it's not a problem. So I think that's that's a great value that we can get from from you and the rest of the community. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I Thank really you. loved I really loved uh, the conversation, and I feel so much more agile today thanks to the conversation. <laughs> well, I'm very happy uh, that we had this conversation, and uh, it was really nice meeting you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.